LinkedIn? Is it stuffy? Is it becoming too Facebooky? How do I use it? How do I sell through it? Then please keep listening. This is Trisha Lewis and this is Make It Real. And in today's episode, we are going to dig deep into what Louise Brogan, my guest, calls the four pillars of LinkedIn. Basically, what can make it work for you? And there's nothing fluffy about this conversation, but I can tell you that there's plenty of laughter in it. You will absolutely love the enthusiasm of Louise, who herself is just very much into helping small businesses. She's got a lovely podcast linking in with Liz. She's a LinkedIn marketing for professional services kind of a person. So stay tuned. So yet again, listeners, I'm speaking to somebody for the first time um, whilst actually interviewing them for the podcast, which in itself speaks of the power of the thing that we're about to talk about. Um, and so you'll understand what I mean in a minute as we begin to unwrap this. But this all the way from, I assume, in Belfast, but obviously this person can speak for themselves, is <laughs> Louise Brogan. Hello, Louise. Hi, Trisha. Yes, I am actually I am from and live just outside Belfast in Northern Ireland. Which, of course... I won't be alone in saying I've never been to, um, and it doesn't seem that far away from where I live, really. But and I've never it been. It is a very stunning place to come yeah. and visit. I highly recommend it. There we go. Exactly. That's good. That's the tourist information bit done. So we could, <laughs> if I was to, I must actually one day before I die, I must visit all the places my podcast <laughs> guests live in. Your podcast tour sounds good. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I mean, I definitely. So um, let's, oh, there is, I'm going to struggle to stick to our sort of time limit here, but I promise you I'm going to. Um, the main thing is you can come back again. Uh, this might well happen because okay. this topic is um, so multi-layered and there's so many ways we can go into it. But you have very clearly given me sort of some nice um, structure to what we can talk about. So here we are. LinkedIn, listeners, LinkedIn. If you are not on LinkedIn, you can either stop listening to this episode or <laughs> decide or decide that maybe you should learn a bit more about LinkedIn other than the preconception that you mm -hmm. might currently have. Um, so I'd stay listening. Um, if you're already on LinkedIn, you're going to be at di various different phases of your LinkedIn life. Um, and there's always something more to learn. I say that about communication. It's the same with LinkedIn, which is a form of communication. You never stop learning. Would you agree with that? Yes, I am a lifelong learner. I've just downloaded another book um, on building a business and I've been in business for 10 years. So yeah, I love to absorb information and learn about stuff continually. That's why podcasts are so good, actually. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I, I know how to do my lifelong learning. Um, so I, I, I would like just to understand a bit, a little bit about your background without, I, obviously, you're not going to go into your whole life story, although it's probably fascinating. Um, uh, but yeah, just, so, I mean, nobody just literally wakes up and decides they're going to have a career talk, training people in LinkedIn. So no. how did the evolution happen? Oh, my gosh. Um, mm. Okay. 
but I will try and keep this concise, Trisha. Uh, my background is um, I originally had a degree in geography and then after traveling around the world a few for a few years, I came back to get a job in IT because that was where I thought the careers were going to be, which, hello, it turned out correct. Um, and I did a master's in computing and information systems, became a, a, grad, uh, a software engineer on the graduate program of BT for two and a half years, jacked it all in to go traveling with my now husband, came back and decided I wanted to do something worthwhile in the world, like you do when you're in your early 30s. And I went to work in the health service. So I was a project manager, IT project manager in the National Health Service for about 11 years. And after I had my kids, I went part time. This is going somewhere, I promise. And basically, uh, like a lot of entrepreneurs, I was pretty ambitious for my career, but I was it was made clear to me um, that I would not progress any further in my career as a project manager unless I went back full time. And I didn't want to do that with three small children. So my first foray into entrepreneurship was nothing to do with LinkedIn. Um, I started a craft business. I am not very good at crafts. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad had his own business and I knew that I liked making money um, from when I was younger. Like I, was a, I sold Avon when I was at school like out of catalogs, um, for example. So anyway, so I, I, want, I knew I wanted to have a business. My little sister was brilliantly creative. She's now a photographer and she used to design cards. So I roped her in and we started doing um, craft classes, which I then developed into opening a full scale craft shop in Northern Ireland, which was, did not make any money. Let's put it that way and could not pay myself. I had part-time project manager job in the health service, three small children, a craft shop, and was probably going a bit mad. Um, and somebody came, a business consultant from the council came to see me in my craft shop, in my empty craft shop, <laughs> and was very kind. And for about half an hour said to me, Louise, this business is not really turning out the way you were hoping but you seem to know what you're doing with social media. So this is about 10 years ago, Tricia. So Facebook and everything was just in its infancy. I don't think, I don't know if we had Instagram then, I can't remember. Um, so she says, there are so many businesses that would need help with Facebook pages. Why don't you look at doing that with your IT background? And that's where it started. So I literally closed the shop within three months. What a huge relief. Um, Honestly, so many stories from that craft shop days, people coming in to buy a one pound roll of sticky, you know, double back sticky tape and then telling me they spent 187 pounds on QVC <laughs> and then crying because I was closing my shop. I was like, oh. <laughs> anyway, bygones be bygones. So I started doing Facebook pages in the evenings when the kids were in bed and saw there was something to this. And after two years of doing that, I quit my job. Um, so I stayed in the job that I was not enjoying so that I had a steady income, basically. And um, I quit my job two years in, became a social media manager, then discovered that I actually loved doing the training side of things. And then about five years ago, um, it took me a long time to change direction and lots of things, um, although I was quite a busy person. 
And my um, coach said to me, maybe you should think about niching down to LinkedIn. And combined with when I spent time on LinkedIn, I realized I got business much faster. Basically, I closed sales far faster on LinkedIn than I did on other social media channels. At this stage, I was um, actually an accredited Facebook trainer for Facebook and Instagram. I was going to Facebook in London for training. All this kind of stuff was going on in my life. And I, I closed all that side down to focus on LinkedIn. And what a brilliant idea because then the pandemic hit and LinkedIn blew up. So that is as honestly as concise as I can make that story. <laughs> Louise, that's absolutely brilliant. I love, I love it. I love it when you get this totally random connection, you know, from the craft shop to the, that's, I love it. And, and I can imagine the stories. We, we'll all just imagine those stories because I can't, and I love the fact that you sold Avon from a catalogue at school. So moving <laughs> on, it's just brilliant. That's just brilliant. So you are a proper entrepreneur through and through and you saw, and you've already mentioned the niche word, which we might come to in a minute. Um, mm -hmm. So it's one, of, it's one of my trigger words. Um, so not in a good <laughs> way, but we'll, but we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that. This okay. isn't the psychology. Um, I'm not on the couch. So we're, we'll just put that to one side for a minute. Okay. So um, you talk about the four pillars of LinkedIn. And I, I genuinely actually don't know what these are, listeners. I'm not They're my four up. pillars. They're, they're her. They're her <laughs> four pillars. They're not anybody else's. So listen it's in. Like, it's like LinkedIn say, oh, there are four pillars using this. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Tell, can, you, can you let us into these pillars? Yes. It's just, it's how, it's the easiest way I, I can describe to a client how... LinkedIn works. So I, I think there's, if you imagine, I like, the, I like the term four pillars, but I also like the term for three-legged stool, because if you take one piece away from your stool, it falls over. So the LinkedIn profile, your LinkedIn personal profile is the key to everything. You need to have a really good optimized LinkedIn profile. So that's pillar one. And then the other three are building a network of people that you actually want to engage with. Um, potential clients, potential collaborators, people you're interested in, people who are interested in you, who you can actually have conversations with. We can come across the word uh, authentic or genuine later. Um, the third pillar is content. So, so many people I meet um, have got their LinkedIn account. They have a network, whether it's enormous because they've connected with anybody and everybody, or it's tiny because they don't want to connect with anybody. Um, but very few people are actually comfortable posting content on LinkedIn. Um, and that's, that's actually something we do with clients. So um, we have a done for you LinkedIn service where we actually take your, your blog or your articles that you're interested in and we write the content for you as the client and post them for you. Um, so content is the third pillar. And then the fourth pillar, which people are, I think people are surprised about this, is actually using LinkedIn messaging. Um, it's so badly used and it's so, it's so valuable. Um, I don't think, so when, when you look at how you're acting on LinkedIn and how you're behaving on LinkedIn, it's very rare that somebody comments on your content and it says, I want to know more how, how you can work with me, Louise. What they do is they reach out and connect with you and they say, can you tell me more about your services? And all that business stuff happens in the private messages doesn't happen out on the main platform and the newsfeed. So one of the golden rules I have 
for people um, and for clients particularly is when you're connecting with somebody, always connect with a message um, for quite a few reasons. Someone knows why you want to connect with them, which is kind of vital. Um, it starts off a conversation with that person. And when you come back to that, if that person reaches out to you in three or four months time, that message is still sitting there. So you can see what you talked about the last time you connected with them. But the key thing is that that is where the goodies happen. That's where people say, well, actually, I'd quite like to know more about that. Can you talk, can you tell me more about that, Louise? Um, and the power of messaging now is amazing because you've got the ability to set up Zoom calls or Microsoft Team calls inside Messenger. You can send uh, voice messages, you can send video messages. Um, you can, and there's a funny feature on LinkedIn, I'm sure you've seen it, Tricia, where the, the AI of the LinkedIn platform, and this always tickles me, it decides what, what kind of um, tone your conversation is. So the predictive text changes, whether it thinks you're being solemn or you're being like really casual. So in a conversation that it thinks you're being very serious, it'll say, you know, yes, please, or that would be very, you know, that would be very welcome. And then if it thinks you're being casual, it says, yeah, or like has a smiley face emoji, which I think is really funny. Um, but yes, that's the four key things, the pillars, it's the profile, uh, the network, the content, and the messaging. That's the love way it. I work with people. Absolutely love it. Right. Okay. This is, this is great. And we touched on a word there, which you slipped in under the radar. Um, and we're going to now put the spotlight on it shamelessly. And it is the word authentic. Listeners, I don't care if you've decided that this is a buzzword that we can't use anymore, <laughs> um, because it, it has a meaning. And the meaning is absolutely spot on for what we're talking about. It's only a problem when people use it inauthentically, inauthentically. <laughs> to pretend that they're being authentic <laughs> so clearly we have some issues with that but let's not go there because that's not us okay so you talk about building an authentic network and to me this is absolutely crucial and this is mm. what I've been trying to do for the years that I've been on and you also talk about this being a marathon not a sprint and I I I uh would agree with that um, I think I think maybe I've marathoned um, marathon sprint marathon sprint marathon sprint but it is definitely um, I've worked with somebody who wanted to help me um, to, wanted me to help them and they just wouldn't put this marathon bit into the mm. equation they wanted instant results and I just wanted to say honestly this is such a waste of time as even attempting to do this because if you're not prepared to put the legwork in over a period of time I mean gee even a couple of months would be good um, <laughs> <laughs> then, then forget it just forget it because it's never going to work so so yes this authentic network give us give us a bit on your thoughts on that okay so I have an analogy about LinkedIn that it is like attending your favorite industry conference. So if you imagine, let's take ourselves off LinkedIn for a second and imagine we're going to um, a three day event next week and we're really excited about it. It comes up once a year. You know, when you go there, you're going to meet people that you have met before. You're going to re you know, reconnect with people you haven't seen in a while. You're going to meet new people. You're going to find out new um, things that are going on, new businesses. And that's how I view LinkedIn. So us arriving at the conference, this is our personal profile walking about on LinkedIn. And if you are like queuing for coffee, so we've just seen Tricia speaking on stage, 
right? So this may be your LinkedIn Live or something, or maybe it's this, you and me right now. Um, just seem Trisha speaking on stage and you go to get coffee and you meet somebody in the comments, coffee line. Um, is this analogy working for you? So good. No, I love this. I love an analogy. <laughs> this is brilliant. Go for so it. So I'm, I'm in the coffee line and Janine is standing beside me, but I've never met Janine before. And I say, oh, hi, um, we just, did I just see you at, at Trisha's? Were you in the room listening to Trisha? And she'll say, yeah. And then and, and you start talking to each other, you know, and then you say, oh, well, actually, you know, you get your coffee and then you say, where are you going now? Well, I'm going over here to see Bob speak. Okay, well, I'm going over here to see, you know, Lucy speak. All right, well, it's lovely to meet you and I'll see you, maybe I'll see you later on at something else. And that to me is how we should be approaching LinkedIn. So how do you find people that you want to connect with and build in your network? You're going to find them having discussions underneath the posts from the people that you both follow. Um, you're going to find them because they've posted something and, and you know, Trish has commented on Janine's post and Trish is my friend. So I have been shown that, that post by LinkedIn. So I check that out and say, oh, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll connect with Janine. And then I sent her a connection request. And that's what I mean about building up a network of people that next year when we go back to the conference, I've maybe you know, pre-booked Janine for lunch because we on so well and we've kept in touch in the year in between um, on LinkedIn or somewhere. And we know we're both going to be there and we're going to hook up and have lunch together because actually we find we've got loads in common and it makes it a really brilliant event conference slash platform to go and spend time on because you're connecting with people who you're interested in, they're interested in you. Janine might refer me business in the year in between and I might refer her business. Somebody will say to me, oh, I need a, a coach who does what Janine does. Oh, you should, I'm going to connect you with her. Let's let's I'll literally send you know, a connection message. Hey, Trish, this is Janine. I think you should meet each other um, and maybe have a conversation. So that's how I see the networking. Um, the analogy actually continues, Trisha, if you'd like the, uh, the extra bit. <laughs> oh, of course we want the extra bit. Okay. Yeah, come on. So at the conference, do you know all the booths right on the side where all the companies are and they're all giving out their free stuff? Like mm -hmm. they're giving out, I want to hold up something and say, oh, there, there's a, a free thing I got at a conference I went to. That's the company pages. So Janine and I have just had our coffee and I, I will say to her at some point, because I am at a business conference, I am on a business platform. Well, what, you know, how can I find out more about your business, Janine? And she'll say, oh, go, on, go over to our booth, check it out. Um, you'll see what we're all about over there. So that's me going to her company page to see the company pages are the booths at the conference and the personal profiles are the people walking about and connecting with each other. That's how I see. LinkedIn. This is one of the most genius things I think I've ever heard on my podcast. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, giving you an, I'm giving you a gold medal award right here I, and now. I want to, I haven't written this out yet as a blog, but I really want to. Oh my God, it's genius. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it might just be me, but I don't think so. I personally react really well to these kind of metaphors, analogies, similes, yes. what, you know, any one of those. I, I love, and that's so visual. And it's also in the world we're talking about very, it'll resonate because we've all been to one of those events, um, I would imagine. And so, and, and I love that, I mean, I mean, I should just tell the listeners that we did something similar. The reason you and I are talking now 
is here we are um, in the conference by the coffee and um, you've already seen Janine's talk, for instance, we are mentioning Janine, it is Janine Coombs, okay, I'm going to give her a <laughs> shout out there, um, she'll have a great laugh at this, um, and we, you know, and we both knew her, but you made a comment on her post, I think, and I then made a comment on her post, and then so that would be like us both being in the queue, maybe meeting. Oh, hi, Janine. Oh, hi, oh, hi, oh, hang on. Do you know Louise? No, I don't know Louise. Oh, my God. How come I don't know you? You know Janine. I know Janine. Yeah, Janine knows me. And then the next thing, I've sent you an invitation with a message saying, look, we have both collided in um, in the coffee queue um, with Janine. <laughs> and um, and the next thing I know, I'm inviting you onto my podcast. And I don't, I just so, so listen, so I don't invite any whole person onto my podcast I'm not <laughs> desperate for guests I but and and sometimes it's people I've known for a while sometimes it is people that I know purely from say something they've written a book or something and I just get such a good vibe from this person uh people like Bob Berg, Arno Ilgner I didn't really know them and I didn't even know them hugely on LinkedIn but then I discovered they were on LinkedIn and it was totally consistent what they were putting out on LinkedIn. And then I discovered that there were mutual connections. And that to me, I don't know if you agree with this, Louise, that mutual. So what I'm saying is, you know, I will sometimes invite people on my podcast with very little knowledge of them other than yeah. this coffee queue that we've all been in yeah. at the same conference you know and it's yeah. we haven't taken years to get to know each other it's quite magical I think how if of course you've got to be putting your authentic self out there otherwise no one will ever have will never know that they want to talk to you in the first place and, yeah. and then if they do talk to you then they might talk to you at, at another conference and you might be a completely different kind of person I think oh my god I don't know who this person is <laughs> See, well, I've taken it. In, I've taken it and run with it. I will always do that. So, yeah. So you've got to be real when you're having these coffee conversations. So, um, so what I was going to say was that other thing, which I don't know if people understand the power of this. I'm sure they do. Mutual mm. connections. Mm -hmm. So when you look on a profile, um, so somebody invites you to connect. Yeah. And to me, my eye goes really rapidly. Who are they connected if not to? almost instantly, really, mm -hmm. probably first and foremost yeah. to mutual connections. And you've got two or three people coming up in there who you admire, respect, get on with, know are your kind of tribe, if you like, yeah. real, genuine, authentic people. And therefore your decision to connect, and this is the next thing we, I could ask you about, is... Um, it's instant. It's instant, basically, because yeah. it's just you've just been introduced in the coffee queue by somebody you like to somebody. Yes. Good, so, it? Tricia, I've got an interesting example of what where this where you might do a little bit extra due diligence um, on this. So yeah. last week, somebody connected with me, sent me a connection request um, and, and said it was um, a person who I really respect in business. She said they said, oh, such and such recommended I get in touch with you. I'm looking for help with LinkedIn marketing for my clients. And I'm looking at his profile and thinking, hmm, you're a bit, you look like one of those people who's a bit kind of, you know, you're going to send me seal in automated sales messages. But if this person recommended you connect with me, then 
I, that, that doesn't really fit. So I just messaged the other person and I said, this person has sent me a message and I named you in the message. And it was really funny because it was actually on, I was on the train going down to Dublin from Belfast, which is a fabulous journey. It's two hours. But as you're crossing the border, you lose all your connections. It's really like your internet connection as you're going through the border mountains and you're switching from Vodafone to UK to Ireland. Um, and so she was sending me voice messages to reply to me, but I didn't get any of them. I was just going, I really want to hear what she's saying, but I can't play any of these voice messages. <laughs> anyway, but I'm getting away from the point here. But she said, oh, this, this person had asked me, did I recommend anybody for LinkedIn? And I said, well, here, I would recommend Louise Brogan. And I said, like, is he one of your clients? And she says, no, no. And I copied it and pasted his whole message to her. And she's like, no, oh, no, no. I didn't think he's going to send you that. So I did my little bit of extra due diligence. And I, I did send him back a message, but it, it wasn't the, you know, it's not the kind of work that I want to do. Um, and my, my spidey senses were right. And that it's not, you know, it's not a collaboration or, or piece of work that I would take forward. But I did check because, you know, they, they mentioned this person's name. They were connected to this person that I trust. Um, but I did do a wee bit of extra checking. And that honestly is how I approach my LinkedIn network. Um, whereas I know a lot of people will just go, yep, accept, accept, accept. Or actually what happens to quite a lot of clients. Um, because I do this uh, thing called a LinkedIn VIP session where I go through the profile with the client. Most of them have got like 50 connection requests just sitting there. <laughs> If you don't want to connect with these people, just can't reject. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, so I find that kind of fascinating. Like I, I like things to be tidied up. I don't like to leave lots of unread emails in my inbox. Maybe I'm weird that way. Um, no, well, no, you're very organised, and I know exactly what you mean because occasionally I go in and think, "Oh, crikey, I should," because they're also muddled up with the invites to events and invites to newsletters now. So Some pages, everything. Oh, so, yes, exactly. So it can get a little bit um, too much, and and you somehow don't get down the list. And somewhere down the list is an actual interesting proper invite to connect. So yeah. you're right; you need to keep it tidied up. That's actually a very good practical tip. Um, and you are also right, due diligence, because I have sometimes, although I say my eye goes to that mutual connections and will often be an instant, oh, yes, if they know them, they know, me. yeah, that's good. But it isn't totally based on that. that if, if the rest of it, because I, will, I might then look, I thought, hmm, let's look. And then, I sit, and then I think, well, I think that that lovely connection of mine, who I do trust and respect, has made that easy yes button yeah. um without thinking about it because we'll all do that every now and then perhaps mm -hmm. and that's why they're on his or her list yes. of mutual but actually it's not a genuine yeah. thing here so don't yeah. be swayed by that so I, I love that I love that the connecting don't 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 forget the connecting invites um, and equally don't immediately just go head first into every. In fact, I will ask you something. I when, when I was spying on you um, on social media, which is my favorite thing to do, a spying. I am a frustrated detective, as people know. Um, well, I'm a really I, good online detective. I love doing that. I love, I love figure, someone says they can't find something. I'm like, I'll find it out for you. <laughs> 
I'll write it. So, but this is this is very low key. I just went on and had a quick look at your Twitter account, and because um, I'm on Twitter with absolutely zero strategy, um, I mean it's impressive in the lack of strategy that I've got on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I think I could get an award for the most strategy-less um, uh, Twitter. My account. Twitter is not much better, to be quite <laughs> honest. I keep promising that I won't go on there with political kind of snidey comments, and then the next day I literally am. Um, and then I, then there's a nature photograph, and then there's yes. I suddenly think, oh, I'll share my podcast. I think, gee, who would follow me? They haven't got a clue what I'm about. Um, but anyway, we'll I'll, I'll sort Twitter out at some stage. Um, but what I noticed, this is to do with connections, uh-huh. that you have about 15 times more followers than the amount of people you are following. <laughs> and I wonder... <laughs> And I wonder this is either your sort of sociopath or no, no. I'm wondering if you actually are overall careful about that that quota, not quota, but that thing of you're not just saying yes to everyone, but you are also looking for good people to follow. Yeah, okay. So my Twitter account. <laughs> um I go through stages of getting fed up with people. Um Sounds terrible. My Twitter account is honestly, I use it for like things like the Graham Norton chat on Friday nights um, and following people who are also Bruce Springsteen fans, as well as people who do social media stuff. So it's not re I would say my Twitter and my Instagram, they're not strategic in business really at all. Um, they and I, I use Twitter for fun. Um, so I probably had my Twitter account got a lot more love from me in business than it did even before I used LinkedIn. So it's pretty old. And I just don't want to see stuff from people I'm not really interested in. So I just unfollow. I go no, through the periods and unfollow everybody. That's completely logical. If I, I, I need time out to actually go through um, my vast amount of followers um, and um, and weed them out because I'd rather have um I I'd rather not be following and also not be followed by people that I'm not remotely interested in so I think what we're really saying is quality versus quantity here to a certain Mm. extent um which is one thing but of course yeah we won't get into the into the vanity 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 metric side of all of this because that's a whole nother world I do however want to get down and dirty about sales because um, we've already mentioned the niche word which is one of my trigger words and the other trigger word is sales (laughs) so so listeners hence the fact that I'm you know not um living in a in a palace um I'm I'm perfectly happy don't worry this episode gonna be called Trish gets triggered by Louise (laughs) you're triggering me but listen I do I know lovely people who talk about sales in a very sensible wise way people like Jules White who I'm sure you know uh even I mentioned Bob Berg who's one of my podcasts because you know they talk about the giving aspect of sales and and I really just need to hammer that in constantly to my own brain but of course we all have negative um uh situations that we're associating with sales when it comes to LinkedIn because we are immediately think of those awful horrible AI messages that we're getting in and messages are lovely but not those those were the bad messages I think that you alluded to um so we're thinking, oh, oh, I don't want to come across as one of those people. This actually goes to the core of my, the topic of my TEDx talk, which is 
what I call the self-squashing prophecy, um, mm -hmm. which I haven't really shared very much. My TEDx text at time of this recording isn't even up live on the on the site yet because um, I did it a couple of weeks ago live. Oh, wow. So yeah, but it's it's this thing where why we we get so concerned that we don't want to come across as one of those people that we miss and what we miss out is the fact that we were never going to be one of those kind of people because we weren't going to be the person that puts an AI message in there or a stupid spammy kind of oh I've just read your fascinating article on dot 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 we have so much in common let's get you think you haven't you haven't read it you've seen the title <laughs> you've thought this will get them because they think I'm genuinely interested and it's so obvious so we are perhaps some of us are oversensitive about not coming across as salesy, pushy, manipulative, disingenuous, inauthentic, all those other words. Mm -hmm. And perhaps we go way too far down the other end of this scale and we're not actually leveraging the sales aspect of LinkedIn at all. So help. Okay. <laughs> help. So I have to say the way I get sales on LinkedIn is not, if you're a salesperson, you're just going to go, well, that's never going to work for me, Louise. It, it's what you said earlier, Trish, about the long game as well. Um, <clears throat> how I get sales on LinkedIn is people be going, people be throwing like cotton wool balls, cotton wool balls at the screen, um, is by showing up and talking about the stuff that I know about. And people reach out to me and say, we want to hear more about what it is that you do, Louise. So the clients that I love working with are people who want to be seen as a thought leader in their industry, as the expert in their field. And I work with them to show up on LinkedIn talking about that stuff. So there's not like random stuff about um, other things like, yeah, it's okay to say you paddle boarding once in a blue moon, but like if you, if you're, if you half of your posts have got nothing to do with what your business is, Oh, 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 Louise, this is right. I actually wrote down, okay, this is great. Okay, I could spend another hour on this, but as it is, we'll spend um, about two minutes on it. Okay. Um, but I honestly, I've written down here before we even started talking, personality slash professional. Okay, mm -hmm. so I find this a really fascinating topic. Um, mm -hmm. And it's something that I still have some fights over myself okay, okay with myself by the way yes. nobody else is fighting me but myself <laughs> brilliant it's a great game listeners try it you should try it. I bet you probably already are um if you're human so what you have just said I find really interesting because mm -hmm. there is a school of thought that says look you, you've got to be your your whole self all over social media now I it, during my doing my degree in communication Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought I'd drop that in, listeners, because I'm actually quite serious academically on this topic. Right. And I probably don't show that enough on LinkedIn, actually. Um, but I got quite into this guy called Ernest Goffman. OK, mm -hmm. and he has this thing called um, presentation of self and, you know, it, impression management and dram dramaturgy, which is about the front of stage and backstage, your face. And it occurred to me recently that this yeah. is quite deep, Louise. I hope you're ready for this. I'm quite interested. Is everyone in this, ready for this? Right. Yeah. It occurred to me recently that with social media, we've got ourselves into, I think, a bit of a a bit of a pickle when it comes to impression management. Because 
we are we are we are being sucked into the idea that we've got to be really really sort of us real us fully mm -hmm. rounded real us now people might say Patricia that's your message and they don't get it I, I actually this isn't my message mm -hmm. my message is about alignment and not having a huge gap between you and what you're putting out there but I actually believe that there should be you know an element of division between what mm -hmm. you're like with your mates and families slopping on the sofa at night watching you know um selling sunset or whatever oh god just gave that away <laughs> um okay. I could have thought of something more classy but I didn't um and you know and and what you're putting out there has to be some kind of front and backstage situation going on here I think a lot of people are falling into a bit of a a trap with this and there's too much messaging saying and I, I really hope I'm not guilty of this myself because mm. I need to redress that because I really am not telling people that they I talk about weaving your story and and you know finding the resonating link between your business you what's going on in the world the people you want to I don't say just keep going on there telling people about it's funny we mentioned paddleboarding. I don't do paddleboarding, so it's just. No, stick I, with I kind of want to be a paddleboarder, <laughs> but I'm not. We're all, we're all kind of thinking. Oh, I'm not listening to anything about LinkedIn now, Tricia and Louise, but I'm thinking really about thinking about getting a paddleboard. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what we've done with this episode. Um, no, seriously, where? How do you approach this when you're training people up in this? Because I think it's becoming more and more mm. we were too stuffy back in the day yeah but I think I think the pendulum has swung too far the other way go yes discuss I, yeah I agree so the way I look at this for myself just use I just use myself as an example I'll pretend I'm my own client the reason people connect with me and follow me on LinkedIn is because I'm going to teach them how to use LinkedIn for their business there are other parts of my business life that that fall into my LinkedIn content. So I love, like, I really love putting together events. Um, I've started a professional women's network in Belfast. Um, I will be putting that up on my LinkedIn profile because I'm connecting with people who are in my LinkedIn network locally. Mm -hmm. I'm building that network. But my follow people who follow me and in, in my network who are, I'm thinking of my friend Julie, who's in Seattle, for example, like. Okay, she thinks it's great that I'm putting on events. And that's a lovely picture of Louise smiling at her event with all her local business friends, but that's not really that's not really helping me today. So I'm skipping forward to the next person. I have always been a person who keeps most of their private life off social media. So when I did the Instagram training, for example, there's a lot of people out there telling women to put pictures up of their kids on their Instagram account. And I'm like, that's not happening. I'm not doing that. My Facebook network is not business. Anyone I connect with on Facebook who's a business connection uh, falls under the friends except acquaintances list. So when I'm posting on Facebook, they don't see anything I'm posting unless I switch it to the accept acquaintances. So anyone who connects with me on Facebook who is a not an actual, I went to school with you or university or we met traveling or backpacking, you're not seeing anything I'm putting on Facebook about my family holidays and stuff because that's got nothing to do with what I do in my business. Um, so I've always stayed in, in that kind of, this is my business life. 
this is my personal life. Yes, my network knew that I love Bruce Springsteen and I have a dog and you know stuff like that. But it's rare that you see that stuff on LinkedIn because that's not why people are following me. They want to know, you know, what's new? What is LinkedIn Creator? What is, you know, how should I have a company page? Not, oh, that's cool. Louise took her dog out for a walk this morning listening to Trisha on her podcast. Oh, I would like you to do a post about that if you don't mind. I will, yeah. <laughs> I will when this comes out. But I would actually put that on my Instagram stories because yes. it's not where I'm getting my clients from. Um, yes. So yes. I think about my key, the key clients I'm working with at the minute. One runs her own human resources company in California. Um, another one um, is a diversity inclusion consultant in Ireland. People are following them because they want to know about human resources for small businesses in California, or they want to know as a corporate in Ireland, how can we improve our diversity and inclusion? Do we have a diversity and inclusion policy? They do not want to know that she's off to Kilmainham jail to see Elbow play live in June. They're not playing live in June in, El- in Dublin, by the way. Sorry, I'm playing in Belfast. I'm going. You know, I'm, I'm going to see Elbow in, Be- in Belfast in June. It's been delayed, like it's been postponed five times or something insane. Can't wait. Will I be posting about that on LinkedIn? Don't think so. Because why? This is, would- this is so interesting. And, and the point is that you have a lovely personality. And um, <laughs> you do. You do. I mean, look at you. I mean, if anyone's seeing any video of this, you know, I mean, look at that lovely smile and your humor <laughs> and your laugh. And so. So this is really interesting. And in fact, I could write a thesis on this. And in fact, I'm straight after this interview, I'm going to start it. Um, Excellent. Thank you. Um, I've actually got, I've got a little note on my Samsung note saying about this Goffman thing and presentation of self and backstage, because I I really find it very interesting. And, Mm. And to a certain extent, that sort of is my business because part of, because it's communication. And so... And part of what I'm trying to help people with is actually not falling in to these traps and and, and what I call the should traps and all the rest of it. And so keeping this balance and how you weave all of this in without tipping in, you know, it's it's complex. Um, and And it also applies in the real world as well, what we show at networking events in person and what we don't show it. It. I, I find it a very fascinating. We're back fascinating. in the conference analogy, aren't we? Yes. If I'm, if I'm going to my conference, yes. I'm, going, I'm going dressed up as if I'm going to a business conference. I'm not going in my jeans and my favourite T-shirt. This analogy is so good. I it's so good like, that we're going to have to end this conversation. Develop it. It's, it is so good that we've done that loop around to that analogy um, because I didn't know how else to stop this conversation because it's been too amazingly rich. And I, oh, had, actually, I had actually forgotten that I was doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgotten. <laughs> Listeners, I hope you're still with me. Of course you're still with us because look at those gems that have just come out of Louise's mouth. So listen, before I wrap up, is there anything else that I haven't touched on that you are, that you've got a, literally on a notepad next to you saying, oh, I must tell Trisha about this. I must talk to Trisha about this. Is there anything I haven't touched on? I've, or... I've written down impression management to go and look it up. Um, Fantastic. No, honestly, you couldn't shut me up talking about LinkedIn. I could literally talk about it for about three days. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll, um, would I'll do a three-day podcast? What? <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? How long are your podcast? Well, I've got one that's three days actually. It's, we we had some breaks, and I 
I edited out the bits where we had lunch and slept, but basically it's three We're days. We're releasing it as it, an audiobook. We could do it. We absolutely <laughs> could do it. Um, and is there anything that you want to say in terms of, um, I mean, people are clearly going to find you on LinkedIn, aren't they? That's probably, yes. yeah. But we well, all know me, that if they yes, want to I like connect. To, my website's louisebrogan.com. I have a podcast called LinkedIn with Louise. Um, it's about 209 episodes long now. Um and yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message. And if you are looking for someone who to help you with the, you know, the thing with be, trying to be a thought leader in your industry is that you're so busy being amazing at your actual roles. You don't have time to write your LinkedIn content and that's where we come into play. So I love it. I love it. Um, and I, in fact, one of your last um, link, link in with Louise podcast episodes is called How to Be Booked as a Speaker Using LinkedIn. And having just done my TEDx and being a speaker anyway of decades of experience, but not in the business world, I am trying to have a strategy about this. So you and I will be talking more and, you know, off this podcast. So Brilliant. Thank you so much, Louise. And um, yeah, I, that's, that's, yes, shut up, Tricia. Right. Okay. Thank Love you it. so much for having me on the show. Real Make It Real mission is to make sure that that personal profile of yours on LinkedIn is what you would want to be taking out and about and meeting people in those coffee cues that Louise talked about using that lovely metaphor. Is it really saying what you want it to say? And is it strategic? Have you got some good keywords in there without losing the authentic you? Check it out. Want more resources? We'll go and look at the rest of the episodes and my book, The Mystery of the Squashed Self, and my TEDx talk, Beware the Self-Squashing Prophecy. You can find the links to all of them at trishalewis.com. And I tell you, if you are holding back in any way, you need to check out my new TEDx talk because there's a whole new perspective on imposter syndrome waiting for you. Look forward to the next episode.